Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey, welcome everyone to another episode of Inverse. My name is Justin Kim, and in the studio we have Israel and Callie and Sebastian and you. You are also joining us through podcast or through video or through social media, and we want to say, hey, welcome. Uh, we're going to look at the topic of giving, and I think it's called God First. We've covered a lot of topics about uh, in the Old Testament. We're now going to go to the New Testament and look at one uh, personality, character, narrative that there's not really a main character but really, really, really crazy extreme. This episode is the poor widow, the extreme giver. We're going to go to Mark chapter 12, verse 41, and we want you to encourage you to get your Bibles out and to follow along with us, but also the Bible study guide that's on inversebible.org. Sebastian, can you pray for us and we'll get started? Yes, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for how far you've brought us in this quarter and inspired us in giving in so many different circumstances with different purposes and with different outcomes. We pray that the Spirit of God would continue to guide us into all truth. And Lord, that you would teach us, not just through conversation, but through reflection and application. Amen. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Callie, Mark chapter 12, verse uh, 41 to 44. Yes. Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury, and many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which makes a quadrants. So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury, for they all put in out of their abundance but she, out of her poverty, put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack there, and we're going to get into this, because this is a kind of nice uh, prepackaged kind of narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Israel, what, what is one, um, one element that you did not know at all or just was, was blown away by this revelation from this quarter on, on God first? as you reflect through the episodes that you've been in, and we know that you're a seasoned pastor and you're a <laughs> Christian and you've been a Christian for a million years and, and, and whatnot, but <laughs> we're always constantly almost. learning. Yeah. And one of the, the, the joys of, of Inverse is hanging out with you all and hanging out in Scripture in verse. Mm-hmm. Mm. We, we learn stuff too. And I think, uh, what's something you want to share? Yeah, I think what has, what probably impacted me the most in terms of something that I really, really gained from uh, our study together was the one on vows, mm. Um, mm. and I, actually it was what Kelly was saying, you know, she she writes down her vows, the promises to God and that kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and as a, as a point for us to go back and remember and to hold ourselves accountable, and that's something that maybe I might have known cognitively, but I never have put in practice, mm-hmm. and then hopefully when I go back, I will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kelly, anything on your end? That- that you've learned a new, afresh. Yeah, I think the focus on that we're giving to God as a response and not to 
make him do something mm -hmm. or to be seen, but it's because of what he already's done and it's because of how we're already seen. Mm -hmm. So the response mm -hmm. nature of giving yeah. is really stuck out. That was really the core of, of, uh, of, the, of the practical side of, of this quarter. Yeah. We just, as we mentioned before, we always kind of slide into the, <laughs> the, the not that, um, Sebastian's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really like um, one of our recent episodes when we were talking about the, the widow of Zarephath and yep. Elijah. Yep. I was really inspired. That was the previous episode. Um, yeah, the yep. previous episode. <laughs> um, where just looking at this individual who was not a Christian, was not brought up with all these other reasons that you would easily persuade someone to give, mm -hmm. but simply trusting in the word of the Lord in the mouth of someone else. Mm -hmm. um, and how powerful and crazy that was that literally changed her life mm -hmm. and her journey of trusting that the words that were in his mouth are actually the words of God mm -hmm. and that he is a man of God. Um, and she came to that conversion experience by being willing to be a trusting mm -hmm. giver, to give when she had nothing and it seemed unreasonable for yeah. her to do that. Yeah, and in, in, in modern Christianity, for me, like I don't want to impose stuff on another person, but mm -hmm. this person, Elijah imposing, saved the that entire that household. Absolutely. Uh, powerful. I think the thing that, that, I, that I really appreciate was the ones on vows, uh, very similar. But I mean, something different was that he vowed and it was a consistent uh, activity from that point on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And too often in our giving, we give spontaneously, we give when we feel like it, we give when God blesses, we give a lot. When he doesn't give, well, maybe I'll God understands. Yeah. And we use that phrase, oh, God understands, God understands. But our <laughs> vow is is on our end. We know that God understands and God in his mercy, but on our end to to uh, to continue that, that 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 promise that we made, and that's mm -hmm. God's grace being worked out in our Amen. lives. A, a very sobering thought. Well, here uh, we went into Noah giving his whole life. We have imposing, we have trusting, we have faithfulness, all these little components of giving. But here is where I think we get into the most extreme version, where Jesus is. This is just a crazy, this whacked out story, mm -hmm, uh, right. where this uh, uh, one poor widow and now. I don't know if she's old. In my imagination, she's always, I guess she doesn't have to be yeah, old. The Bible doesn't say she's too. old. Uh, but she gives two mites, and Jesus says it's, 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 it's more than, than everyone. Um, Israel, let's break down this passage, and, and what can we glean from, from here? What sticks out to me is the fact that in the eyes of God, the one thing that matters more than anything else is motive. Mm. And th this is actually where he places the value of the gift. He doesn't place the value by the quantity of the abundance, but by the quality of the motivation that is driving the individual to mm -hmm. give. And this is why he values the widow's mites above even the abundance of people that are extremely wealthy when they're giving their gifts to him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's, let's zone in a little bit more in micro. Let's go to verse 38. And he says to them in his teaching, Beware of the scribes who desire to go around in long robes, love greeting in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues, and the best places at feasts, who devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. Mm -hmm. I think it's not by chance that you see widow there, and then later on, like, there's he actually sees a widow, and, and the text is connecting those two stories. Mm -hmm. So you have these scribes, and how they give is contrasted to how the widow gives. Yep. Yeah, and so it's not only how much, we can talk about how much a little soon, but it's also how they give. Uh, these guys, I mean, how they, they it's public, right? It's mm -hmm. for show, it's for the ostentatious uh, display of wealth. It's for, yes. you know, like. To be seen of men. Mm -hmm, to be of seen of men. And they devour widows' houses. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, what does that mean? Well, you're, you're, you're thinking about the fact that he, they're abusing, you know, these individuals mm. who are very vulnerable in society. Like they should have been taken care of. Absolutely. Right. But they're not being taken care of. Not at all. Yeah. Which is what they were there to arbitrate, mm. you know, as the priests and as say, hey, let's make sure the widows, the fatherless, mm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. But they're not reflecting that, tor- that sort of mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus did not discourage the woman from giving. Mm because he's just condemning them for doing this. And mm-hmm. he could have saw that woman across as he's watching the treasury. Mm-hmm. And, like, don't do that. and be like, hey, listen, you don't <laughs> want to put your money in here. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're giving all your livelihood. Mm-hmm. These brothers are going to waste it by building themselves a bigger tomb. For when they die, they're going to get nicer robes. They're going to do this, that, the third. But he doesn't stop her from coming to give to the yeah. treasury yeah. at the same time. So it, it, it lets you know that the they were obviously not managing on the receiving end, nor are they obviously reflecting God on the giving end mm-hmm. on either side of it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to me, that just continues to emphasize the point that God doesn't need our money. Mm. Like he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, right? Yes, it's he not does. like, so it's like, yeah, well, they're not, they don't have good motivations, but we kind of need the funds. So like, it's okay. <laughs> it's like, you're going to affirm the person who's giving you basically nothing, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's just because of, yeah, of, of who is giving and, and how they're giving. And so, yeah, I just, I think that's important because we can get stressed as much as I can get stressed about my personal finances. We can even get stressed about ministry finances, Mm -hmm. but God is the God of the universe Mm -hmm. and he is not dependent on these people to fund what he wants to do. Which makes me think that when I'm writing out my, and I I still, I don't like the online giving. I know there's nothing wrong with online giving, but I use the envelopes. I use, (laughs) I get, I, I use a check. Uh, because I bought too many checks I want to get rid of. Archaic. So, yeah, but I like <laughs> like calculating it with my hand and seeing it, and then it's it's the attitude that I have that, like, oh, man, should I give a little bit more or a little bit less, you know? And, like, ah, I'll give a little less because just those little moments is a reflection of my my trust of God at that time. Mm-hmm. And God says, hey, I, I, I God loves a cheerful giver, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking in verse 41, now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how many people put money into the treasury. Like, Jesus sees how... Like how if people are the money or not? I mean, this this is kind of a sobering, <laughs> a, right. a weird verse, but it's a sobering verse. Yeah. Jesus does watch; he is looking at. And it. and look what the Bible says, right mm. in verse forty one. It says he saw how the people put the yeah. money in yeah, the yeah, treasury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you almost recognize that there was the literal situational how they put it in, mm. but it also speaks to a broader theological reflection in the fact of what is your spirit mm-hmm. even as you're coming in other aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. Because you go back to the, the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, if you come to worship, leave your gift at the altar mm-hmm. and you know your brother has aught with you. So God does not accept your gift, however abundant, mm-hmm. if you're not reconciled with this individual who you know has a problem mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. And so there's the how you're giving even in the, the literal delivery of the money mm-hmm. into the treasury, but then there's also the spirit and the state of where you are in your life mm-hmm. as you're offering that gift because we can start thinking, oh, because I, I can give this abundance of money because of this guilt that I have because I haven't gotten things right with Justin. Mm-hmm. So let me just keep giving this money. Let me sacrifice here, and that will sort of make up for this other part of my life that I'm not fully surrendered to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember, like there, there are some cultures that you know when they give offering their their money is like in crisp 
uh, bills, mm-hmm. and they, you know, in Korean, we, we give with two hands. And I remember one time I just took some coins and I threw it over. I was like, oh, you should never throw it. <laughs> no, we don't. We never want to prescribe how we give, but mm. all that externality is a reflection on your status and your where, where you are with God. Yeah. And it's it's not to compensate. It's not you know form of, of salvation, anything like that. It's just you know how can what, what's the what how what's the best way to to offer these things to the Lord and mm-hmm. just cool expressions that I think God is happy with not 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 a, that He's keeping score or whatnot. Yeah. Um, Israel and then, and then Kelly. I think when, with what you were saying as well, it's a valuable lesson for us when we watch people give mm. and when we have the ability to 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 witness the gifts that other people present to God. Mm-hmm. If there's any lesson that I think sticks out to me. That's the one, you know, how many times do we judge the gifts that people give to God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and, and do, we, do we judge them based on our own preconceived ideas and understandings of like, that gift is not worthy or that gift mm-hmm. is not valuable enough or man, that gift was given in a weird way or I would not have given in that way. I think if there's anything that this teaches us is the fact that God sees gift giving in a very, very, very different way from yeah we see it from yeah. our perspective. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. totally, totally different. Kelly? Another aspect, I think we touched on it, but the fact that she's giving to an institution mm-hmm. that is openly corrupt, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. God doesn't stop her and, and like we say, he doesn't tell her to put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that, I'm just gonna keep harping on this point of giving is by faith. Mm-hmm. And she's giving because that's what God asked, mm-hmm. not because she sees exactly where it's gonna go or how she's gonna be taken care of or how they're gonna use it but she does it because God asked her to do that. And if I may stray a second, um, it reminds me of the interaction between Jesus and the woman at the well in John chapter four. Mm-hmm. And in that conversation, they go back and forth about where's the best place to worship. And the Jews are very mean to the Samaritans, but then Jesus actually sides with the bad guys, mm-hmm. where he says like, we know who we worship, but you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, you're siding with the people who are terrible? Like, what do you mean? But he's not siding with how they're conducting themselves. He's siding with their theology that they should be abiding by. And so sometimes it can seem like, man, Jesus is having me do this. But like Jesus is asking you to obey him even when other people are not obeying him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things for me that's the hardest is living by faith. I'm like, these other people aren't living by faith. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, why do I have to live by faith? Mm -hmm. But the connection and the obedience is to Jesus, not to an institution Mm -hmm. and not even to people in leadership. It's Jesus himself. And you know what's Mm -hmm. crazy also about that, that you just said sparked in my mind is Justin's earlier reflection about the vowing, right? Mm -hmm. The, the The continuity of it, regardless of situation and how if your situations may change, that may lead you to be an extreme giver. Mm. That this yeah. woman could be giving because no husband, no income, but I vowed, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. promise to continue to give to God. And in, in that option is that through that promise, there may be a situation where you're giving all of your livelihood, mm-hmm. but her was her willingness to continue to keep her promise to God. Mm-hmm. And to know that Jesus was there, right? The savior, the God of the universe was there mm-hmm. as she was delivering her promise. And that is what caught his eye. Mm-hmm. That's what sparked him to call his disciples mm-hmm. and say, hey, listen, you see that woman over there, which they were not paying attention to. They were ignoring. But Jesus was highlighting this thing of saying, hey, this woman in her promise and dedication went to the extreme that she was willing to even in, in risk her livelihood to maintain that promise mm-hmm. to God. Like, I'm going to always give and support 
even when my gifts look like nothing compared to these other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that, that's just an amazing, um, an amazing reflection for, you know, that institutional giving and say, well, this is an extreme situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at the corruption. It's openly corrupt. Yeah, they're not hiding it. Right? <laughs> and yet, how extreme is that giving that I'm still going to give and trust God mm-hmm. even in that situation and moment when everything circumstantially is like, don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This would be unwise right, to do it. That God is more there. powerful than the corruption. God is more powerful than the institution. God is more powerful than that which is seen. That's just a hard oh, totally. reality yeah. to, to swallow. Mm-hmm. And often, you know, cynicism kicks in. It's like, well, mm-hmm. that's exactly what the institution would say. Right. Yeah. right? I mean, You're they're the all the ones to, to benefit <laughs> anyway. Like, um, but uh, yeah, th- you but, know. but there's there's even another element which makes which adds to the extreme okay. ex- extremeness of what she's going through because you have the the the, the corruption of the institution itself, right? Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, you have the gift itself that she's giving. In other words, she's coming to God yeah. with a very small gift, yeah. and she she obviously recognizes how small the gift is. Yeah. yeah. So now she's thinking to herself, I have this small gift. In order for me to give this small gift, I have to deprive myself. Now, she's depriving herself to give a small gift that, I mean, logic would tell you would go by unnoticed, right? And so you think to yourself, should I give God the small things that I know will have potentially no impact Mm -hmm. like this could do nothing to advance the work of God this gift in no way shape or form it's not going to be the tipping point between you know you can do something versus you can't do something (laughs) the gift in and of itself is a meaningless gift Mm. to advance the work and in addition to that she has to even though the gift is meaningless to the work it's extremely meaningful to her she needs that to survive Mm -hmm. but she says to herself I'm gonna give it as she was saying, in faith that God will even notice this gift, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's why to me, more extreme Mm -hmm. than the gift itself is the character or the motivation in giving that gift, that she thinks to herself, even though this looks meaningless and worthless, this will make God notice what is happening, right? And the crazy thing is that it does, it it moves God himself, right? Like Jesus says, yo, come here to the disciples, like, come come (laughs) here. Yeah, come here. Watch this, right? I mean, literally she moved God to to call the disciples forward. And and, and so that to me was just the inspirational part of the story because there are many, many Mm. things in my life that I feel like this is worthless to the cause of God. Yeah. I wonder if I can add another step to that, and I don't, and I don't know if I'm posing, but you know, her giving, as you mentioned so so well, this this meaningless amount to a system that supports, at least in verse 40, people who devour widows' houses, meaning she's yeah. they're supposed to be helping people like her. This money's supposed to, yeah. But it's actually going to hurt her, and so it's not even a negative. Or it's not even a neutral, right. net zero. It's going to be even negative repercussions on right. her potentially. Yeah. But she's yeah. she's banking on God. I mean, mm. I don't know if I'm posing too much on the text there, but there there, there is a connection between between Absolutely. the system. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Kelly. I just wanted to tell a story of a time where I gave and I felt like it was meaningless and mm. I felt like God didn't see what I was doing. Mm. Uh, so a few years ago I was working and I was in a ministry position, which, you know, you're not always paid a lot in a ministry position. Mm. Um, and I also <laughs> wasn't being paid yet because logistics. Anyways, the point is <laughs> I just had a very little bit of money. Um, and sometimes I do this thing where I'm like, this is tithe and this is offering, but like, I know I'm going to put that there, but I'll wait till the next iteration to like pay it. I'll just keep it. So it's like my savings until, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's there, but, but I was really convicted to give it back to the Lord. But mm. I'm like, but I need like groceries. So the amount was <laughs> correct, but the, maybe the timing was yeah, yeah. a little delayed. I'm like, yeah, Jesus, this is yeah. yours. It's yeah. totally yours. Yeah. I'm just going to hold on to it. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to yeah. hold on to this for like a month, yeah. but like it's yours. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was convicted to, to give it back to the Lord. So I did. Um, but I, I need, like, I needed things. I needed groceries. I needed oil change. Like I, I needed certain things, but the money was gone because I'm like, I could have just borrowed that from you, Jesus. <laughs> like, but you. So I was going about my life and I finished up a Bible study this, that day. And I was praying. I'm like, Lord, you know what I need, but like, please help my car to survive. I'm driving this 1996 car. <laughs> like, <laughs> please preserve my life. Um, and at the end of the Bible study, after praying, I was studying with this couple and the wife got up and just abruptly left the room. And I kind of thought she was mad at me. I was like, oh no, what did I say in my Bible study? And so I was talking to the husband and she's like, come here, come to the kitchen. I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh no, she's going to yell at me or something. So I went in there. She's like, so I don't know what's going on with you, but like the whole time you were praying, God was like, give Callie $40. So here's $40. Just like make it stop. Like, Make it stop. <laughs> what? Not until you give me 40 more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what's going on. And so she said, make it rain. <laughs> to me, I mean, that story holds so many lessons to me. Yeah. But in this, in the relevant part to this is that God saw that I obeyed him mm -hmm. and God gave me, I didn't give him $40. I wasn't making that much money. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wait, so did you get your oil change and groceries with 40 bucks? I that's did. also kind of a miracle. It was, today you know, it was like 10 years ago. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it was just, I saw that God saw me mm. that I'm like, I didn't give you, I didn't give him $40. I didn't give him that much, but it's like, God saw what I did and God still provided for me. Mm -hmm. And so we don't know the full story of this widow's life, yeah. but clearly Jesus saw her. And I believe that God took care of her. Yeah. And I think that's what's hard too, is not only giving to a corrupt system, not only giving to something by faith, but when you are very literally denying yourself necessities, but God sees those things. Yeah. And Jesus says to his disciples, like, I see, you see yeah, that? Like, yeah. that's what we need to do. Yeah. You know, once more in, in verse 41, it says, the Bible says, and many who are rich put in much. So he saw that. He saw a lot of money has been gone in, gone in mm -hmm. and then coupling that with verse 43. Verse 43, so he called his disciples to himself and said to them, assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. Mm. So all these other people have each of them given much and all these muches combined together yes. is still less than these two little dingle dingling lings that this widow put in. Um, what, what what can we mine from that? I know the punchline is like, hey, your motive has to be right with God, and God sees that. But I think there's what's the where's the where's the extremeness that that that, that Jesus is getting at, Sebastian? You know, I, I I build off of Israel's earlier point to practicalize it, mm. which is that the conviction that I could give five dollars, but I won't because I don't think it's going to have an impact. And to me, there, there's the element of, for her, I don't have a lot. It may not have a, a huge impact, but I'm still going to give. Mm -hmm. 
and for me, it, it's causing me to walk away from this episode and say, look, even if I only have $10, right? And I'm like, this is all I got. I'm just, I just put it towards it. Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're essentially giving with the spirit that this woman had, which is that for Jesus, there is no extreme. Mm -hmm. That is too extreme in terms right. of giving. No matter whether it's not the impact or whether I'm giving out of poverty. Like I already don't have. I already don't have what I need. And God isn't and hasn't been providing for her mm -hmm. in that sense. Right. but she's still giving. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the extremity. It's like, forget tithe and offering. Like we're giving and I literally don't have, mm -hmm. right? It's not, this is required or this is expected or you're supporting a missionary. Mm -hmm. I'm giving and I don't have, but I'm still going to give. Mm -hmm. And it may not even have an impact and, and as a result. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's, it's just that, that, that conviction that you should give to the extreme as God gave to the extreme mm -hmm. and drain heaven is what he did. So it's like, I don't even have heaven, but I'm not even willing to drain that. Mm -hmm. I'm not even willing to give all of what I have, my little hell on earth, but God was willing to give all of heaven yeah. on the other side of it. So it just shows the reflection of God. He saw himself in this widow, mm -hmm. in that woman. Jesus saw himself in that widow, what he was going to do at the cross. He saw himself in what the disciples were going to do afterwards, the spirit in that woman is the spirit of true Christianity. Yeah. And ultimately that's the spirit that's going to finish the gospel work. That's going to move hearts in the ways that it moved Jesus's heart. Mm -hmm. I walk away with two words, you know, God sees. And I think there are, there are moments in my time, whether it's financially, sometimes it's not even financially. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's my time. Sometimes it's yeah. a talent that I have that I, that I feel is insignificant when it comes to God's work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's the opportunity of failure. I might give this, and in the end, the cause of God will not be advanced, and I will be left wanting. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, in these situations, when I'm calculating in my mind, should I do it or should I not do it? Should I give or should I not give? Should I be or should I not be? Ultimately, what, what prevents me from moving forward is what if God does not see? What if God does not see that I step out on the line for him? What if he does not see? And in not seeing, I stumble and fall. The widow, I think, reminds, reminds me that God always sees. Even though there might be hundreds of people giving of their abundance, larger gifts, God sees every time yeah. the widow puts in her two mites. And I think that's what I walk away from. My... Well, the question that comes to my mind is that when we give until it hurts, right? It's in verse 44, yeah. but out of her poverty, mm -hmm. put in all that she had out of her poverty, and we give until, until it hurts. The question that, that God asks is, what's the risk? What, what, what's the risk in, in putting all in God? And our faith should say, none, Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. We say, you know, like you're, you're too good, you're too powerful, uh, that I have no risk. Mm -hmm. But if we don't put all in, then we say there is a risk because you might not be that good, Lord. You might cause me, or you might not be that powerful because, you know, have you, do you know about capitalism, Lord? You know, and we, we give <laughs> do them you lectures. Know this and, it, and it's just, it's just really sad when you think about it to, to see how powerful a hold money has over us you know, how powerful things and needs and necessities yeah. and bills have over us and the fear that you won't be able to pay that on time, the fear that you won't be able to get whatever you need at a certain point in time in your plans. Yeah. And it's like, how does this have a stronger hold on me than Jesus? Mm -hmm. How does that have a stronger hold on me than the gospel? Yeah. 
in the goodness of God. There's so many extreme versions out there, and extreme sports, and extreme, you know, <laughs> whatever. It's a, it's a cool thing to do, but why not bank all on God? What, that's, that's the greatest, uh, the solid thing that we can bank on is mm -hmm. an extreme giving. Uh, our prayer is, let's be like this poor widow. Let's give our two mites, or two million mites, or however mites you got, <laughs> let's give them all to God. That's our prayer. Can't do it by yourself. Only God can do that for us, in us. And hopefully that's your prayer out there. We'll see you next week here on Inverse. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.